Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. So, yesterday I uh, spoke for, for a bit about just shit that was on my mind and went pretty deep. And it seems that what I said resonated with quite a lot of people because I got a hell of a lot of messages. And I spent about three hours yesterday just doing back and forths with different people. Uh, people that I know, people that I don't know. But one of the main ones of what happened was uh, I noticed that the people I was talking to about the topic I was talking about were from main, the main industries that I call the ego industries, the, the fitness and the beauty industries. And for me, there's a, there's a serious crossover. In today's society, there's a serious crossover between the, the beauty industry and the fitness industry in that it's... Um, it's, I, I feel that the industry that I'm in and the beauty industry, they're used as like a way to plug a massive hole in people's lives. So it's it, it helps us avoid the work that we need to do to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. And um, what I mean by that is, look, look at the way the beauty industry, I'll take the beauty industry today because actually one of the main conversations I have was with a friend of mine who's in the beauty industry and is very successful in it. But um. The beauty industry today, basically what it's providing you, especially, and this is mainly women, because mainly women use it, is um, it's providing them a way to avoid going near the actual root of the problem they have. And it's a, it's a stopgap, you know, but what, what the people don't realize is that it's actually probably the reason why so many people are feeling worse about themselves, simply because you can you can change the person how, how you look. You can perceive. You can change um, the image you present to the world through makeup, through lip fillers, through cheek fillers, through Botox, um, through dyeing your hair, cutting your hair, fake tans. There's a, there's a multitude of ways now. With the fitness industry provides you, or not the fitness, sorry, the beauty industry provides you to present the image that you think is more acceptable to society. But the reality is. It is not you. It, and and the, the fitness industry is the same because the fitness industry, though to maybe a lesser extent, because the fitness industry, even if you want to present this fake image, the leg of the photo shoots, you still have to do some work. There's still there's still some commitment involved with the beauty industry. There is not much commitment unless you want to inject yourself in the face. I'd maybe call that short-term pain, but apart from that, there's not much. But it, it, what it's doing is it, it's given a lot of females and men now, it's become more popular men, to, to, to cover up the image of the, the, their, their actual true likeness and then go and focus on presenting the image that they want everyone else to like. The problem with that is it's not you. And it's masking the issues. And I am... Um, it, it, it seems to me that, you know, there's no coincidence for me that the fitness industry, the beauty industry have exploded in time with the social media industries. The, the, the easier it is to present an image to the world of who we are and what we want to look like, then the more likely it's going to be that people are going to start, you know, trying to present the image, the image that they want other people to accept. Now, that may be short-term um, solution and listen there is I don't I'm not saying there's a problem with putting makeup on or you want to look good for a night out that's fine the problem happen the problems start whenever 
it becomes impossible for you to go out of the house without a certain look, or it's impossible for you to take your top off because you you, you aren't like carb depleted and you aren't like dehydrated and your your abs aren't haven't got veins on them. And this is where the issues pr um, pr um, present themselves. Too many women are willing to destroy their faces, destroy their bodies to present an image that they think males and other girls are going to find acceptable and attractive. And I find it very ironic that in an age where in, in, in a, a time where social media is bombarded with messages about carve your own path and stand out from the crowd, that the very people pushing these messages and uh, slogans are the same people that are literally trying to carbon copy the image of their latest um, influencer. They want to look like that person. And I also don't find it a, um, much of a coincidence that a lot of women are looking like porn stars these days, you know, with the, the contour and the big fat lips and the fake eyelashes and the, the fake tits. And it's just like, it's, it's like the porn industry is almost ruling how women, a lot of women see that they think they should present themselves. And I would say that would come from like young children, young girls and young men, men watching porn. And then the women looking at men watching porn thinking, well, that's what they find attractive. Therefore, if I look like this, that guy will find me attractive. And this cycle starts from about that point. That's my own hypothesis on it. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I see it. So there's a problem here that... We live in a world where we're telling people we've got to be individuals and we've got to step into our own power and all this stuff, but we're all wanting to be the same carbon copy of each other. And that carbon copy requires us doing steroids, doing the lip fillers, like destroying your beautiful faces. And the, 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 the way I see it is like the fitness industry, the beauty industry, what it should be there for is to enhance people's natural beauty, enhance it but not become a crutch, an emotional crutch for people to cope with their lives with. And that's where we're at. Mikhail, how's it going? We're at a, we're at a point in, in, this, in society where people are embarrassed about how they look. Like, you can't help how you look. You can maybe do things to improve it, keep yourself fit, keep yourself youthful, things like that. But the reality is, you are who you are. And if you've got a problem with actually accepting yourself who you are, well then no amount of faking it is going to change that. You know, it doesn't, in fact, it's going to enhance the problem because the more and more you get used to covering up and presenting that fake image, the more and more you're going to be worried about what other people think when you actually have to present the real image. And the real you is who you are. <coughs> and we're, when, you're, when you think about it properly, if we're in a position, if we're in a place in society where people are worried about what other people are going to think of the true representation of themselves. What, what, what are these 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds going to do when they've got kids? Like, I, I know that, like, when me and my ex-partner broke up, we, like, the fights we before, the fights leading up to us breaking up ruined my seven-year-old. Sive was such a shy, reserved child. Always, always terrified of loud voices, and I've got a loud voice. I like even when I'm not shouting, I shout. So my poor child was absolutely, absolutely destroyed by by Sinead and I fighting. Now, whenever I got with Gail, 
there's Gail and I will argue like most couples, but the the atmosphere in this house, it's a lot more subdued. There's a lot more, there's a lot more love in the room. And you can see the effect. Now I spent and I when I done the ayahuasca and I went on those retreats, since that moment, my first Bufo experience was when I said goodbye to Sai if I died in that Bufo experience. And I seen the seven lights and they were representing the seven children I've lost and through miscarriages and abortions. And I was saying goodbye to Sai. But what I realized was that I was actually, it was me dying. It was the, the old me dying. And I was putting to bed that angry, egotistical fueled man. And I was becoming a better father. So obviously somewhere in my psyche, I knew that I was ruining my daughter's childhood. And this was something big for happening to me. And since those ayahuasca moments, um, journeys at Bufo especially, the relationship between my, myself and Sive has grown exponentially. And the confidence in Sive, this is something that's really that I didn't expect. Sive has started to come into your own power. She really has. I'm saying this word in your own power a lot. It's something we used in ayahuasca, and it makes a lot of sense to me anyway. But she is becoming a more powerful version of herself. And you can see the confidence coming through her. And there's no doubt in my mind, it is because of the effect that that, that Bufo experience had on me allowed me to expand my relationship with her and see save for save. In my head, the way I was always perceiving it was I was always seeing images of me in save and I were as a child and it was always freaking me out how how my life turned out. So I was always fearing that, you know, I was passing on my trauma to her and say I was going to go through my experiences and I didn't want that. So the Bufo changed that and, and the, the massive change in Saif has been phenomenal. But the massive change in Gail and I as well, like even though Gail and I are literally the perfect couple, it's improved our relationship exponentially because we're able to drop the bullshit, drop the, the this need to feel like we have to present a fake image of ourselves. And... The problem is the whole world is like this. The entire planet is presenting an image that we want others to think we are. And none of us actually have the confidence to become who we want to become. And then, so the, the fitness industry, the beauty industry, they tend to attract what I would call damaged souls. I was a damaged soul. I don't MMA because... I was bullied so badly as a kid that I just wanted to kill myself all the time. I hated school. I, I used to carve. I used to be on those self-harmers and I used to carve things into my arm with a compass and all. Only now as an adult I realised it was like I was fucked up in the head because of what I experienced and the bullying I experienced. And this was sort of my way of getting attention almost. But um, the, the, the I was bullied badly as a kid. And so because I, I watched Bruce Lee, I watched like Van Damme, I watched all these martial artists and I dreamt of being able to be that martial artist who could take on the six or seven bullies, beat them up and be, oh, obviously it didn't happen, I got my balls knocked in. But it stepped me in the path of martial arts. And I think about this, you know, like I'm talking to you now in these computers and I wouldn't be doing this had it not been for the bullies. So as a 44-year-old man who's dealt with his issues and dealing with his issues, I'm sort of grateful for those bullies now because... They set me on the path that I had to get through to get to this point. I had to go through that journey, and that journey was painful. And like all journeys, the journeys that are worthwhile have to have obstacles in the way. They have to create pain. They have to cause barriers that you must force yourself to get over to become someone you need to become to get to the place you want to be. I know that's pretty deep. But so whenever I did, whenever I started in the MMA, I was it was the martial art for me. It was my way of 
defeating the bullies, right? But I didn't actually deal with I, I, I taught myself how to fight. I, I learned how to fight. Now, listen, I wasn't the greatest MMA fighter in the world. Didn't really mind that. Always knew I was going to be a coach. But for the average guy, you know, the skills I've got, you'll beat most average guys in the street because of like just 20 years, doing 30 years of doing martial arts. But I never dealt with the actual root of the problem. And this is what I see in the industry so much now. I done MMA to help me because I wanted to be cool. And then I got into coaching because I loved coaching and wanted to help others. And I actually wrote it there in the article. A lot of coaches and a lot of beauty therapists say the same thing as well. They get into the industry they're in because they have a way of helping others. And by helping others, it's allowing them, it's giving them permission, giving themselves permission to avoid doing the work on themselves. And I understand this completely deeply because this is what I would do. I would do everything possible to get my members to achieve their goals. And if they didn't, I got annoyed. And why I got annoyed was because I felt like a failure because deep down, I knew that I couldn't do it. And that the fact that I couldn't do it, that having all this knowledge allowed me to pass it on to others who I then hoped would do it because when they done it, it gave me validation. Not realizing that I would get frustrated when they couldn't do it because they also had issues. And although I just couldn't, I, and I, in my head, I couldn't accept that they just couldn't do it. I was always trying to push them to do it because it was a selfish reason. It was for me. It was me actually having to try to deal with my own issues, not realizing that I wasn't dealing with my own issues. And this was the problem. And I see this throughout the entire industry. So many young personal trainers are trying to get their name out there because they're insecure themselves. They don't like who they are. They don't have the confidence to admit they're not confident about themselves. And because of that, they um, use they, they cover it up by using other people as a, as, a, as a, a way of getting out of there. You know, so if they can help other people achieve their goals, that sort of validates their own standing in life and their, their own place. But it's never really dealing with their industry, their actual own issues. And I'm not trying to knock any younger trainer because we've all got to go through it. But the reality is, if you're in your 20s and you're trying to tell a 40 or 50 year old man how to like how to fix his life, you're so out of your depth, it's ridiculous. Like you just literally have no clue because you have no concept of what it's like to live as a 40 or 50 year old man. I don't know it's like that 50 year old man. I'm 44. I've sort of got a rough idea now. But I'm sure there's guys in their 60s watch me going, he's no clue what he's talking about. And they're right. Because the older you get, the more experience you have. If you're the same person you are in your 30s, you're in your 40s, you've wasted 10 years of your life. If you're the same person you are in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you've wasted 10 years of your life. The reality is life teaches us experiences and those experiences shape who we become. So the older you get, the more life experience you have, the, per the, different, you, the different person you become. And this is something that I think is wrong with society because we've got guys in their 40s and 50s who have not dealt, and women in their 40s and 50s, who have not dealt with their um, their issues from childhood. And they, they, they don't even realise it's the issues from childhood. They just, they just think, I'm overweight, I need to lose the fat. But they don't actually understand the underlying reason they're fat is because of the trauma they've experienced as a kid and they don't have a feeling of self-worth. And for a lot of people, for the majority of people, I'd say, this is the reason why we carry too much weight. We, it's, a, it's like a psychological lock or block in our minds that will always keep us at that weight, always keep us overweight, always keep us never achieving what we want to achieve because deep down we don't have that feeling of self-worth. And you've, when you're a 40 or 50 year old man, you've got, your, you've got these issues. 
and you're going to a 20 year old, 25 year old who's got a six pack because they're because they're ripped to pieces, they've got loads of testosterone, you don't like that 20 year old, that 25 year old has no clue what it's like to have a teenage son, to have to work two jobs, to have to pay all the bills, to have a marriage of like 10, 15 years with a woman you maybe love or maybe a woman you're having troubles with or have you maybe lost babies or there's so much stress that the 40 or 50 year old man has that a 20 year old just has not experienced that they cannot comprehend what it's like. So they can only give you what they think you need and they never know what you need because they don't know what it's like to be that age. Do you understand? And this is the problem I see in the fitness industry, more so the fitness and the beauty. Because we've got so many young people in the industry because they want to help because they're unhappy themselves and it's an easy way to make money, so they believe. And then they've got their, their full of testosterone, they're ripped to pieces and guys who are 40 and 50 want to relive their youth, believe they can get in that shape and if they get in that shape, all the problems are going to disappear. But then the work involved to get to that point when you are 40 or 50 is so much greater because your lack of testosterone, more stress, Less rest, all this shit's going through. You just it's impossible. And then when you try it and you don't actually succeed, it just reinforces in your own mind that you're a failure. And the reality is, you probably didn't want that look in the first place. You probably just wanted, as I say, build a bit, lose a bit, get a bit, build more muscle, lose more fat, get more sex. Because you get those three things, anyone in their forties and fifties, you're going to be a happy man or woman. So I see all these problems in the industries, and although people, I think the the people get involved of a genuine want to help and they believe they can but when you're broken yourself you're only going to feed the people coming to you more of you the true self more of the true you your, your insecurities are going to come out and it's going to start leading to positions where you don't succeed and if you don't succeed you start feeling bad about yourself and this is the experience that i've had in my life and the problem is like you know a 12-week transformation and the it's going to get you a lot of legs. It's going to get the the coach maybe a bit more business. But it's not going to actually get to the root of the problem of why you put on weight. And the reality is you're probably going to put more weight on when you do a transformation afterwards. You're going to rebound because you've went into such a low-calorie deficit to get that photograph shoot, that photo shoot look. That you're going to put, and then you're going to start thinking, fuck, I'm a failure. I must have to do that again and put yourself through all that stress again. Not realizing that in your 40s and 50s, can you take your top off and feel confident? Not look ripped. I am nowhere near ripped, but I'm confident of my own skin. I don't care. But I'm 44-year-old dad of two. I don't need to worry about a six-pack. It's uh, my, my fiance is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Like I really, I'm punching, so punching about my weight. I don't care. She loves me the way I am, so I'm happy that way. But so many people aren't. And I was like that. I, I was always paranoid because I lived, I grew up in an industry in, in a world of fighters and ripped guys and six packs and masculinity and alphaness and testosterone fueled world that if you didn't live up to a certain expectation you thought the whole world was like that and then if you if you weren't in that top five percent of that world then you were a failure because that was that was all your experience and i think that's the problem you know we, we live in a world of instagram facebook social media where we're always looking at these top five, genetically top 5% people who are always going to look better than you and you're always going to try to strive to think and look like them. If you don't look like them, well, then you're a failure. And that's a big, big problem because it's we're presenting images that are not 
actually real in the world. Let's be honest. We all know this. We all know now that the, the people you're looking at in the photographs aren't like that 24-7 and that the influencers you're looking at and admiring, they do like maybe two or three cuts a year and take hundreds of photographs in different poses and different venues and they use that throughout the year to present a fake image of themselves being like this all the time and the reality is they're not. And then you get the, then you get the, like the, the new buzzes, well, it's not new, it's pretty popular now, common, is uh, the influencers showing themselves without makeup or with a bit of a belly and saying, this is me. It's just it's just another way of them trying to get more likes and try to reach the real you and try to influence you. It's bullshit. It's all a bullshit lie. And that's the problem. We, we live in a world where men and women in their 40s and 50s are reaching out to younger men and women in their 20s and 30s to try to achieve a goal, an image that isn't represent, true representation of their own lives. And all it's doing is creating more failure in our mind, creating more doubt in ourselves, creating this belief in ourselves that we're not good enough, that we can't do it, and feeding our insecurities, which is the complete opposite of what the industries we're in is meant to do. The industries we're meant to do is meant to enhance ourselves. It's meant to bring out the best possible versions of ourselves. But how can we do that when we live in a world full of insecurity? And how can we, live, how can we do that when we live in a world that we all lie about ourselves and who we are. This is this is the problem. We we live our the world we live in is not a true representation of the world we present. But it's 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 the emotional connection. It's people want to live in that world. People want their own life to be better. But we've now become so watered down that we don't want to do the work and we don't want to accept that there's work to be done. For example, if you're not if you're not in the genetic, genetic top 5% in looks, rather than trying to pump your lips up and look like something that sticks on the windows and push your cheeks up and contour and all this stuff and present this fake image of you, that let's be honest, if the guy, if you wake up beside a guy the next morning, he's not gonna, he's gonna be wondering who the hell you are. Why not just work towards accepting you for you? If you haven't got like, if you, if you, if you're genetically disposed to carry a bit more weight, well, why not just work towards becoming the best possible version of yourself and accepting yourself as that? Always strive to improve, maybe increase your strength, increase muscle, whatever it is you want to do, just for yourself, but. To, to try to do this stuff to try to please others or to get recognition from people. And a lot of the people you're getting recognition from will never meet you. Andy or Rodney, how's it going, mate? Hope you're well. Um, to, to do all this work, to try to get recognition from people that will never impact your life is madness. And think of the stress you're putting yourself under. Think of, think of the, the time you're wasting. Time that could be spent with your kids, with your family, your mom, your dad, your wife, whatever building your own business, whatever it is you could be doing, but you're not because you're more concerned about, did you get 20 likes, 100 likes, 200 likes? Did everyone comment? Did anyone share your post? What are they saying? We waste so much of our energy and time worrying about what other people think. That is just, it's madness. You know, and this is the world we live in. We've, we've conditioned ourselves to think this is it. I just don't understand it. There's so many good trainers out there that actually know what people need. But because of the message they present 
is one of work, one of like, nah, it's going to be struggle. It's not going to be easy. The 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 weak minded, I call it, and it's not 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 an insult, but we are weak minded society now. Look at what's happening today, because because so many weak minds. The weak minded society we live in wants the easy route out, but there is no easy path. There's the real path, which is covered in blackthorns and fucking trees, and you're going to do a lot of digging, a lot of cutting. Or there's the fucking easy path, the, the fake path, the one that, yeah, the road's clear, but it's never, you're, when you end that road, when you come to the end of that road, you're still going to be the same person. You're not going to have exerted yourself. And that's where the, this is where the magic happens. I need, to, I need to get people to understand this. It's when you face self-doubt and you overcome it, you've become a different person. You've grown a bit. When, you, when you're faced with a task and you have to actually dig down deep and commit yourself to like this change and doing the work, and it's going to take you weeks, maybe months to get there, it's that process that helps you become the person you want to become, not the end result. And that's what people are holding on to. People are holding on to the end result. For in, in the beauty industry, the end result is, oh my God, that makeup made you look so beautiful, you're amazing. But when that makeup comes off, they're still the same person and they're still going to look in the mirror and deal with the thoughts they have about themselves. Whereas the hard work for them is to look in the mirror every day and tell themselves they love themselves, to tell themselves they are beautiful, to tell themselves this is me and I accept myself regardless of what anyone else thinks. That's the hard work because you're going through years and years of self-conditioning about you're not good enough, you're not attractive, you're ugly, The world, everyone in the world is better than you. And to overcome those fears and overcome those thoughts, that's the work. That's the process. And to be able to accept yourself for who you are, warts and all, that's freedom. And that's what people are looking for. People are coming to industries like mine and coming to my gym for freedom. They want to feel better about themselves, but they don't realize that when I challenge them and the hard work and I push them, push them, and I, and I see their flaws, and I'm very good at sponge. That's one of my gifts and flaws is that I can people can't lie to me. I know intrinsically what is wrong. I can see it. I can see they're lying to me about something. And I'm not shy about calling that out and challenging them on that. Because ultimately, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm a coach. But I, I differentiate myself 100%. I'm confident in saying that. I don't just bring it. When you come into my, when you come into Primal, you're not just there to be trained physically. I'm going to challenge you mentally. I'm going to see where I see. I'm going, I'm going to say the things that I see wrong. And I'm going to approach them. And I'm going to do things that a lot of people won't do because ultimately you're here to change. And and for a lot of people, I think when they're when they're six months a year, they start realizing that the physical appearance is a byproduct of their internal thoughts. And the only way they're going to change those internal thoughts, the, 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 the outside, is by changing the inside. And changing the inside requires going inside yourself and challenging your thought patterns. Your, your default thought patterns, you know, like I, I've used that seven way deep thing, the Simon Sinek thing. It's true, true. You know, why are you here to train? I want to lose weight. That's that's very superficial. Why do you want to lose weight? Because I'm not happy with myself. Why not happy yourself? Because I don't like the reflection. Why don't you like the reflection? And it was down to oh, I was four years old, my mom called me fat. My dad used to slag me because I was my dad used to pull my belly when I was four and five, called me fat. So that is trauma. That's fucking stuck with you, even though you're a 40 year old man. That four year old child who's been called fat is the basis for all you're eating and you have to deal with that issue and that's the painful issue because then you have to go into the thoughts of 
why did your daddy call you fat? Why did your daddy poke you like that? Why did your daddy make you feel like that? And they're painful, hard issues for anyone to deal with, no matter what age you're at. But there are the places you have to go in order to improve your life and to, change, to become the person you want to become. So yes, the industries, it's a, they're, they're a tool, but I think too many people are using them as a crutch. And that's the problem. You know, you can, you can become, the, the, the tools I've got can help improve you or they can destroy you depending on your outlook on them, depending on the coach's ability to know where your limits are to present you with something that's a challenge but not so insurmountable that you're never going to achieve it. Do you know, and this is the problem. We're seeing so many people, the, the coaches haven't got the experience, maybe the, the beauty positions haven't got the experience and they're, they're, the people going to them are hoping that these people have got the answer for their problems. The reality is we should only be seen as people who can help but ultimately, you're the ones going through the work. And a lot of people don't want that. Anyway, we'll go today. So I'll speak to you all soon. Have a good day.